special week of Christmas edition of the Club Pool podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley. I'm here. It's the day before Christmas Eve, and uh, we weren't supposed to have a podcast this week. Phil is already back home in Beaumont, enjoying time with his family, but um, there were just a bunch of things that suddenly happened, and I felt the need to come in here and get in the studio and jump on the mic and just kind of... uh, talk out some of the things that have have occurred on the fashion and style landscape over the last few days. Uh, we, we went for two, three weeks with not really much happening. You know, we were in the middle of sales season. There weren't a ton of new collections dropping. Um, there just wasn't a ton going on news-wise. So we were just kind of um, relegated to, to, you know, talking about the year in style overall or, or kind of what we were thinking about for, for holiday wear. We had some great calls from you guys on our uh, listener hotline, Um, but there weren't any real big topics. And then, of course, when we are uh, not scheduled to do a podcast and Phil's not here to join me to to chat about this stuff, a bunch happens. Um, So I'm here. I'm solo. This won't be uh, too long of a podcast. I'm just... I'm just really here to to just drop my thoughts on this stuff, um, because by the time we do get back in the studio in January... This will be old news, and I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot more to talk about. Um, so first, before I get into any of that, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Here's what I like about Headspace. I just look down at the app. I look at the little orange circle, and I feel a calm over me. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much going on, whether it's holiday stress or just the pandemic in general or your job or working from home or your relationship or your crazy pets. I mean, whatever it might be, something's always kind of getting to you. And meditation with the Headspace app can be so incredibly helpful for just for your just well-being and, and how good you feel. Just a few quick numbers here. Four weeks of Headspace can increase your focus by 14%. And only three weeks of use has shown to cut aggression to negative feedback by a whopping 57%. There's also just something for 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 whatever you're feeling or whatever you kind of need in a given moment, you know? There's some basic meditations, just taking a few quick minutes for yourself, for that important self-care. If you need help sleeping, there's little sleep exercises to, to help you get a better night's rest. There's even workouts. There's movements. There's plant help. You need to know how to take care of a Monstera? They got a little something for you. Plus, like I mentioned, there's the focus, kind of help you be better at, uh, at your job, at your, da- at your daily routine, at your activities. There's just something for all of these little instances where you need a little bit of love, a little TLC, a little self-care. So you deserve to feel happier. You deserve to feel better. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash clubcool. That's headspace.com slash clubcool for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Now's the great time to do this as well. You got Christmas just in a couple of days, and then we're going to be headed into the new year. It's that time to make your resolutions and, and to tell yourself that you're what you're going to do better in 2021. Headspace is here to help. This deal right now, this free one-month trial at headspace.com slash clubcool It's the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash clubcool today and check it out for yourself. Okay, let's jump in here. 
the first big thing is this uh, this collaboration that was teased earlier in the year between Gucci and the North Face. There was finally some actual material, some actual marketing videos and images uh, published just this past week. And I got to say, this is pretty exciting. This 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 looks really, really good. And I'm not always the biggest fan of like big name collaborations like this. It, it feels very much in like the wheelhouse of Supreme, right? Which VF Brands uh, now owns and they own the North Face as well. Um, but that's kind of what I think about when I think of two giant names getting together to put out some type of collection or collaboration. Uh, now, on a smaller scale, we have stuff kind of recently like Drake's uh, with M.A. Leon Dor. You know, to, and, and those smaller companies seem to, to find what it is they want from each other better than these big ones, where a lot of the times it, it, it can feel like they're literally just using each other's logos for benefit. Um, for for mutual benefit and you do have a little bit of that here but it also feels very considered to me i love the little video with all these people decked out in in thousands of dollars worth of outdoor gear um and you know it it feels ripped out of an editorial advertisement in the middle of vogue or gq but it also spoke to this idea of people wanting to be more outdoorsy you know that's in the pandemic that is very much something that we've wanted. We've been pushed outdoors in a in a lot of different realms. You know, we're 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 pretty much exclusively eating at restaurants outdoors. We uh, that's the way you can hang out with people is is by sitting out on the patio, right? You can uh, your activities. You can't go to the theater. You can't go to a, to a concert. So there's been a, this a lot more push for for hiking and and running and outdoor exercise and outdoor experience and and all that type of thing. And so. I like that this goes to that place. Um, there are a few standout pieces. Obviously, we love Logo Mania. Like everybody is going to want the T-shirt with the North Face and the Gucci co-branding. Um, there's a great-looking anorak, and then, like I said, there's the utilization. Uh, you know, that the, there's that mutual benefit that just seems to work with this collaboration with these these kind of wild, loud, incredible archival Gucci prints utilized in the form of true functional gear with like the North Face puffer coats. Um, there's bags. There are serious, serious ass hiking boots. And so I, I think that's kind of what's fun about this is that you know that you're getting true performance gear that can hold up in the outdoors from North Face. It's just coming with this giant designer spin. And I, I don't think any prices have been released yet. I'm sure that they will fall somewhere in between the North Face and Gucci, probably leaning more towards the Gucci price. But, I mean, who's really to say? It it, it, it kind of depends on on who did the production, right? Because if, if we're mostly using North Face's kind of manufacturing and supply chain, then prices shouldn't be too crazy elevated uh, uh, unless they go all the way to, like, the premium materials and you know, made in Italy, made in France type of stuff that you might expect from from Gucci. So that's kind of yet to be determined, yet to be seen. Uh, I do expect this to have some 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 of the hype that that Supreme and Louis Vuitton or Supreme and North Face has had in the past. I don't imagine it will be too easy to get your hands on. 
but for kind of a, a, a last minute collaboration and drop here at the end of 2020, this one felt really fun and really kind of just well considered. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more from this. You can go to Gucci's website right now and enter to win. I believe what you're entering to win is early access. So that that kind of I feel like that tips tips the hand a little bit towards this maybe being sort of excessively priced, but we'll see. Um, one other note here: you got to think that it's kind of disappointing that this wasn't Gucci and Patagonia, right? Because then we would literally get Patagucci, which sure all of you know is 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 how we reference patagonia uh sometimes in the first place so yeah uh a a cool collection between you know a giant outdoor performance brand and one of the most storied um you know fashion houses in the entire world so some cool stuff to look forward to there be interested to see the actual product in person and i'm sure uh displayed all across uh, the gram um moving on here some real, real big news. <laughs> uh, Jerry Lorenzo, the designer, creative director, owner of Fear of God, has been announced as the head of the basketball division for Adidas. Um, this completes what he's calling his trinity, his three pillars of the brand. He's got the Fear of God mainline, the, um, the diffusion accessible kind of basics line called Essentials. And now Fear of God Athletics is going to be housed under the Adidas umbrella, and he is going to be running point for all of Adidas basketball. Now, I'm gonna I've got a few notes on 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 what's going on in this in our our Club Cool sneaker madness bracket right now, uh, and that's going to tie in here because it was not easy to find any Adidas shoes sneakers to put on the bracket, and that's in large part to the fact that Adidas has felt really stale this year. Um, and and I've talked about this with Ross. I've talked about this with Phil, kind of ad nauseum, just in and out throughout on the podcast. But Nike just does a better job of of pretty much everything to me. But they do a better job of creating new silhouettes that hit trends and are still wearable and that people want. And then they have this incredible archive to pull from where you see like tailwind 79s and daybreaks coming back not to mention everything uh, the the entire air max collection air max ones air max 95s 97s and then jordan brand on top of that that they can continue to retro and create hype around and then you add to that that when they collaborate with guys like jerry lorenzo and fear of god or virgil abloh and off-white it's always to incredible incredible success and you know honestly new balance pulled some of those pages from that playbook this year way better than Adidas did. Um, you know, one, one of the, one of the pairs of Adidas sneakers that I, that I had in the bracket was a pair that I personally like, but didn't really make any waves. And that, that's, that's one of the, the sneakers that, that Adidas did with, uh, with British designer Craig Green. And really it was, there were several shoes that they did together. And this was, this was kind of the only one that I truly liked. So that's not what we see with with Virgil and Nike, right? Every almost everything he churns out with them is a is a massive success at the very least. Um, is is you know flips for double on StockX, right? So uh, Adidas would just felt stale. They're continuing to like release Ultra Boosts, you know, like that. that it just feels 
it's not fresh. It's not new. I'm, I wouldn't go all the way to saying it's dated, but it certainly is not what we're looking for right now. That that real moment of like athleisure and joggers with the Adidas Boost Ultra Boost has just kind of passed a little bit. So then you turn to their big name, right? Their ace in the hole. It's the Yeezy line. Well, pretty much all Yeezy has done this year is released tweaks of colors of a 350 V2 Boost, which again is a shoe that does feel dated, that doesn't feel modern or of the moment anymore. Uh, and and then the, the new releases, the, the new silhouette that we did get from them was a really funky, kind of ugly, not that wearable basketball shoe called the Quantium or the Quantum. Um, I, I, I've mentioned uh, recently, like hopping into my local Nice Kicks. The last couple of times I've been in there, that Quantium shoe, it's sitting on the shelf. The uh, the V three or whatever the 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 kind of the sock liner looking ones that that are a, a newer spin on on the three fifty boost, they're sitting there. They're available. These shoes are not hard to get, and at that 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 doesn't speak to to new higher production numbers. It speaks to the fact that we don't like these shoes, that they're not doing for us what Yeezy was doing for us in the years past, um, and so. Adidas needed to make a move like this, and this one is, I mean, uh, if they weren't going to be able to steal Virgil away from Nike, then this then this was the next best option. And it's it, it's also interesting because it all this is this is essentially the Kanye thing all over again, right? Kanye wanted more freedom he wanted more uh he of the financial bottom line he wanted more investment in nike he wanted a bigger deal with more control and more and and more money more you know he wanted to he wanted to be sitting at the table instead of just just a collaborator and nike wasn't willing to do that adidas was what well, feels like the same thing is happening here with jerry being invited to actually sit at the table and to direct an entire division of the sportswear company, the second largest in the world, by the way, uh, second to Nike. So Nike seems to have this unwillingness to grant, you know, these these giant permissions, these real significant roles of leadership to the people that that come in and, and make some of the hottest Nike product out there. And I don't know if that's that's an arrogance or just or, or just simply the fact that they don't need to make those types of offers. That they're confident enough in their overall mainline and in their in their continuing collaborations with others or with newer, hotter designers. You know, when when Kanye did leave, it did not really slow Nike down. They brought in Virgil. They brought in Jerry. Um, they've they've got the they've they've got Drake there now who could potentially do something interesting. Although the Nocta line certainly hasn't been all that exciting yet but you know it makes you wonder if somebody did come for Virgil would they also let him walk what what is it you know does he have enough on his plate with Off-White and Louis Vuitton that he's not over at Nike demanding more that he's not demanding more more influence on on his own line there you know and and we see we've we've seen with both Fear of God and Off-White that when when they do get uh, you know, some, some Nike collections of their own. They're pretty small. They're pretty limited. They're really kind of underwhelming, I would say. 
for 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 the excitement that that we build around Fear of God mainline, you know, those are collection drops that we always talk about. The Essentials is a very very popular line that you know that that frequently was selling out on sites like uh, uh, Paxson and Essence and uh, other places that it was carried. Um, and you know, Off White obviously uh, has had a lot of that hype around it. Not so much anymore. Um, the, the you know it really has just become like another designer brand, I, I would say. But at the same time, this stuff always looks really fun. It looks really good. It looks really interesting. And I don't always get that with these guys uh, with with their Nike product. And so there's just there's there's some type of disconnect there where Nike isn't really willing to go all the way in the bag with these guys. They're still a little closed off from that. And I that and that's why you see Kanye and Jerry leaving for these greener pastures where they're going to have a bigger role and more influence and more creative control. And a and and a larger number at that on that check essentially because they're getting they're, because they're more invested because they're getting a bigger piece of the pie. Um, what does this mean for Adidas going forward? It means that there will be a lot of eyes on what Adidas is doing going forward. It means that that hype that Fear of God brings that that what what he did with the Fear of God one with Nike, what he's done with the Air Raid, what like he's now going to be able to take that. And put it and and give it to Adidas just like Kanye did, and I I fully expect there to be some very desirable, very hyped up, very hard to get, very exciting sneakers coming from Adidas basketball, uh, and, and I'm sure that that will translate into into some clothing as well. I I think the question here is, even though he is it, it's under the you know the basketball headline is he still allowed to be uh you know is he still going to be making lifestyle sneakers right like pj tucker wore the fear of god one in a basketball game but it's not really all the way a basketball sneaker it's not a you know this is not a god i can't even name the the, the basketball sneakers that are out right now but but you look at there's a very clear difference between like retro Jordans and the new Kyrie's or the new Kevin Durant's or the new Dame Lillard's with Adidas. Like all of those shoes or even the new LeBron's, like all of those shoes don't feel wearable in a casual environment. Like, you know, y- you could probably put something together, but 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 it's you're going to look like you're walking down the tunnel at Staples Center, not like you're going out to dinner, right? Like you're not you, you just those shoes are performance shoes meant to play a sport in and the the shoes that we that that we gravitate towards to wear in our daily lives that's not the case they're either really retro versions you know like like the Jordans that I just mentioned or even like the old ass basketball shoe that New Balance brought back to collaborate with ALD on or um or or you know like the Dunks the Nike Dunks right like that's a that's a shoe meant for a sport but its heritage is very old school. It's very vintage. So it, it's got this. They all they all just fit in our modern wardrobes, which are casual and cool and and relaxed. But not, you know, we're 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 not wearing performance basketball shoes. We're not wearing performance running shoes in these kits that we all put together, right? So that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing is what he's allowed to do with either heritage kind of Adidas classics or I'm sorry, Adidas Originals models, 
or if he's allowed to kind of like do his own thing and 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 take some of his concepts from mainline fear of god like the skate low or the uh or some of the zenyak almost like boat looking shoes can he take some of that put it into it into new fun adidas models and really kind of make something happen uh over there so next year 2021 bracket pretty much saying right here and right now that uh that there's going to be some adidas fear of god stuff on there i i feel very very confident um so yeah uh hey guess what we've got one more sponsor that i want to talk about today and uh then we'll come back i'll drop some thoughts about the uh the sneaker bracket the this year's sneaker bracket so let's talk about lumen yeah lumen skin that's right you've heard me talk about them before but here's the cold hard truth your skin has needs and if you want it to look as good as possible for as long as possible you need to address them now and we get it you know you might not know where to start but lumen has taken all the guesswork out of it for you they're on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high quality expert created products delivered right to your door all of their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. It's not just about looking good, it's about feeling good. You need good skin health, especially as you get older to prevent long-term damage. I love Lumen. I'm basically on a, on a three-product regimen right now with my moisturizing balm and my exfoliating rub and then my charcoal cleanser. And the nice thing about it is it's it's easy to just kind of feel down this day and age. We're at home and all the all the time. And when I use these products, they just I don't know, I just feel brightened up. I feel more chipper. I feel more lively. My skin feels fresh and 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 glowing. You know what I mean? Especially with this moisturizing balm, which I cannot say enough good things about. All the products are fantastic though. And you don't have to go with just that basic package like I did. They have kind of, you know, all sorts of different little modules, little capsules with a few products to, to focus on the areas that you want to focus on. So even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it easy for you to find the right skin management system. Choose from different skin concerns, like I just said, or you can just go with a simple starter pack. And guess what? You can get that for free. So you deserve it to look and feel your best. Here's where you start. Go to lumenskin.com slash clubcool to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home. That's LumenSkin, L-U-M-I-N, skin.com slash clubcool to get your first month free. Go to LumenSkin.com slash clubcool. Okay, sneaker bracket. We are here as of, uh, as of today, Wednesday, right around 3 p.m. We're closing out the Elite Eight. So we are we are headed into our final four, and there have been some surprises. I've written a lot about a lot of the matchups over on Patreon.com/slash/ClubCool. It's two dollars a month join, or you can get a yearly uh, you can get the yearly discount if you pay upfront. That makes it about twenty month twenty bucks for the whole year. Barely even notice it's gone into your wallet. So if you want to read a little bit about the matchups and my thoughts on some of these individual shoes, head to Patreon.com/slash/ClubCool. You will also get access to our Discord, which is constantly popping, um, definitely during the holidays right now. So there's been some chalk, mostly in the dunk region. We came down to the the, the shoes that I seeded one and two, which is the Dunk High Spartan. I actually have them on right now. And the uh, the SB Dunk, 
which was done in collaboration with a skate shop out in uh, the Bay Area called Atlas. Those are called the Lost at Sea. And I know that our listeners are very, very keen on those, and it looks like they're making it to the final four. Okay, then we move on to the uh, the Jordan bracket, which I call the Last Dancers. Final two here, the Jordan 1 Mocha and the Jordan 1 Dior. Now, I guess it's not surprising that we came down to two Air Jordan 1 models, but there was a lot of heat out there from, from you know, from some of the other great-looking Jordan silhouettes, like the 4 and the 5. The Air Jordan 4 off-white sale really got 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 crushed by uh by something oh by the Paris 1 lows which which made a nice Cinderella run. Um the off-white 5s you guys just really weren't into the off-white. They, they I think they got killed in the first round. So here we are at Mocha's and Dior's and it looks like Mocha's are going to pull this out. But it is 50-50 and it is super close and that's just really surprising because you know, you think about talking other luxury items. If we were talking watches or cars, these are all aspirational items, right? That we kind of look forward to maybe being able to afford one day if we work really hard and we save up, right? So we're not going to, I'm not, I don't expect anybody to put you, you know, a Toyota Camry high up on their list and like have it win a favorite car bracket, right? We'll vote for the Porsches and the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris and the Range Rovers, et cetera. But here with the sneaker thing, where it is something that we all kind of actively participate in, and we either buy these products at resale for 100 or 200 bucks, or maybe we kind of splurge and, and pay double if we go to GOAT or StockX on something that we absolutely feel like we have to have. But the Dior here, making a run all the way to the, potentially to the final four, is really, really surprising because it's a beautiful shoe. It's a it's a holy grail. It's It's one of these designer collaborations that I... That I spoke about, though, where they really just utilized some premium materials and the Dior logo, and they slapped it on an already existing silhouette that they didn't have to do anything to, and it cost $10,000. So it's it's essentially unattainable, right? Like, e- even if even if we if we strike it rich, are we going to drop 10k on a pair of Jordan 1 Dior's? Probably not. I- I'm certainly not going to, and I'm obsessed with sneakers. The Mochas, however, they're like a people's champ, right? They're this beautiful colorway. They were not easy to get, but not a crazy, crazy resale. You can have them if you want them, right? They, 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 they had this this nice colorway that was reflective of of a previously ultra hyped shoe with the Travis Scott. They're just a nice spin with a colorway that we don't see too often with a black and a brown together. And it's very, very surprising that people are picking this kind of unattainable sh- sneaker grail over. Like I said, this this mocha that was that was really popular and kind of everywhere, and maybe that ubiquity is hurting it. But just just really surprising to see um, that that this that this shoe, which is essentially kind of epitomizes this unattainable unattainable level of hype, uh, is potentially going to make its way to the final four. Um, then in the dad shoe, in our regional final, we came down to the New Balance and ALD five fifty. Again, a, a very, very popular shoe. Would not have been surprised to see it make it all the way. And it is it it is getting its, its clock cleaned by an, by our true Cinderella of the entire bracket, which is this New Balance 997 Seasonal Colors. Now, this is actually a pair that I own. Um, when 
New Balance fever kind of kind of struck when I when I latched onto it in the middle of the year. This is one of the, and I, I had a couple of the the previous uh, AMA collabs, but this was the first time I'd gone back in for a mainline New Balance sneaker in quite some time. This was not a hard one to find. They restocked these. They released everywhere. You could get them with discount codes. They 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 weren't over retail. They, they they even went on sale at a few places. They might still be in in a couple of random sizes. And this nine nine seven, it's not it's not the hot the hot New Balance. The nine nine two was, and the nine nine two is completely gone from the bracket. And this is really surprising. But I, and I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly what happened here. But I guess this nine nine seven speaks to what people want from a sneaker, which is which is something comfortable and that they know. Um, the colors are a little pastel. Dare I say this shoe is fratty. And, you know, I make no bones about where this podcast started and how it started. And it's possible that it just speaks to to the to a large portion of the audience that I have, which, um, you know, that that's where a lot of us started is is at the Brooks Brothers out, outlet, uh, at the Ralph Lauren store, where in Polo, where in Vineyard Vines. And this shoe has some of that feel, whereas uh, this, you know, the the AMA P550 and the 992s lent themselves very much to being like uh, kind of brought in and, and, and uh, melded with uh, streetwear and with this kind of like, you know, your double knees and, and your vintage hoodies and, and all your shit like that. These 997s, not so much, like a, a little bit, but with this colorway that is pretty bright and pastel-y, like it, it's just a little more East Coast, a little preppier. So while it might work with some stuff from Drake's and AMA, it, it's not really going to go all the way into that Instagram Explore page look that we talked about. Um, and and it looks like it's it's a shoe in here for the final four. Is this thing going to win the whole bracket? If it does, then we're really going to have something to talk about because that will be very interesting. Um, yeah, and then in the final region over here, it's just the kind of the random Nike ones. N- nothing designer mainline that I plugged in here, which by the way are some of my favorite shoes of the year, like the Visfam FKT Runner or the Fear of God Skate Low, which I mentioned a few minutes ago. Those all got crushed. You guys are all about the Nike, all about the 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 kind of the the more classic sneakers uh, that we dive into here. Less about the stuff that. Um, that some of the the contemporary and and high design guys are putting out. Uh, so here we are. We're down to the Sakai Vapor Waffle, which is still being released and raffled off in various places. And the Air Max One London. Um, the the London is going to win again. Not too surprising. It's a super super clean colorway on a shoe that really blends like this the, both the retro runner world and the kind of modern streetwear world. So so no surprise there. But the Sakai being all the way here was the was a bit surprising, only because this shoe reminds me so much of the Triple S. It's so big, it's so clunky, it's so it's got this weird extended length. It's just flat out like I, I get it. It's a cool, cool shoe. We love the double layer details here uh, on Club with the the double swooshes and the double laces and all that. But this shoe is hard to wear, man. Like I, if I end up with a pair winning some random raffle or whatever. It's probably going on StockX, if I'm honest, just because I love the way it looks. But this is, you know, the the, the one from last year, the first one that they did, uh, which the, the name is slipping my mind right now. It's the Nike and Sakai 
what is it called? It was called the waffle something, right? Um, but those, you know, those initial colorways that they did with the, it was like the blue and the yellow and the red, and then the uh, the kind of the green and the yellow. Like now that was that had these same details. It was the waffle daybreak. That had these same kind of details, right? With the two paralaces and the two swooshes and the the, the kind of weird elements here, but in a in a much more classic shape that just was way easier to blend. This this vapor waffle, it's got these triple S vibes. It's got a big ass stacked sole. It doesn't really blend in with a whole lot. So it's not going to go all the way to the final four, but it did make a big run. And I guess it's just kind of on the fact that it's really fun to look at in pictures and does look really cool with all those details. So just some interesting notes from the sneaker bracket that I wanted to talk about. But big, big headlines there. Dior's might take down Mocha's, which is very, very surprising. And then this 997 seasonal color um, shoe, mm, I don't know. It might go all the way. It might win the whole damn bracket. And uh, if it does, then you should all be obligated to buy a pair because they're they're out there and uh, they're very attainable for you guys. Um, last note here before I jump on out of here. John Elliott is about to release a new leather rider jacket and LeBron wore it to opening night. Last night, he paired it with a camp collar shirt in bright colors and some very skinny black jeans. And you know what? He might have revived the whole entire look because he crushed that kit. Um, I do wish that the the jeans were a little bit looser. They, they're very, very slim on him, but he's such a big guy. He's so athletic. He's, he's such a dynamic-looking person, such an athletic specimen that he just made it work. Um, and the whole thing was pretty killer. Uh, I will save any further discussion about this until Phil is here to give his thoughts on this new John Elliott leather rider. But, um, you know, as, as we're moving more into this, into, to these other looks, as we're moving a little bit more, away, uh, you know, further away from that Amiri, Eddie Slamane, Saint Laurent, rock star style, Le- LeBron really went for it last night and, and he may have reinvigorated it some. Um, so we shall see. Okay, that's going to do it for me today. I will uh, I'll stop talking your ear off. I will let you guys get back to your holiday celebrations. So go check out luminskin.com slash clubcool. Free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash clubcool. Get a great deal there for your meditation and self-care needs. And then go check out the podcast, patreon.com slash clubcool. Follow us on Instagram. Go vote for that final four if you're listening to this and it's still up. Let's let's come on, come on. Let the, the mocha should win, I think, right? It should be mochas. Maybe the lost at sea dunks. I don't know. Everybody could use a pair of mochas in their closet, though. Plus, they have a little bit of hype. Plus, they're a classic silhouette. But maybe you guys, as much as you love Jordan ones, maybe you're just tired of them. Maybe they're they're just too many of them. I don't know. We shall see. But we'll be crowning a champ very soon. That will wrap it up for us today. Once again, enjoy those Christmas and holiday celebrations. Uh, Find yourself some of that Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog, and we will be back in 2021. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Welcome to the club.